everybody we're back episode three of the retirement series it's been a good series so far but we gotta dig in to the later years once you get to retirement so here's what i want everyone to do everyone that's listening this section is going to be from mid to late 60s to about your early 70s but specifically your early 70s are retirement ages for required required excuse me minimum distributions from IRAs now most of us are going to have IRAs if you work at a school district you're going to have tax deferred 403Bs if you work for an employer you're going to have 401Ks if you work is a executive you're sometimes going to have a 457 so here's the deal we got to fast forward you to those years your late 60s early 70s what are you doing where are you at what does it look like what does it smell like what does retirement look like for you you have to have somewhat of an idea of what you want it to look like do you want to be on the beach the majority of your days? Do you want to be in the mountains hiking? Do you want to have the flexibility to go to both and you want to be able to fly wherever you want, whenever you want? Do you want to have a lake house? Do you want to have a summer house and a winter house? Who's there with you? Is your spouse there with you? Are you active or are you unhealthy? What these decisions are, or what this vision looks like matters. This is what I'm doing on a regular basis. With all of my clients, I'm trying to develop the vision, the future, and so we can try to take proactive steps to achieve that. So imagine you're there now. You're doing whatever you're doing that's going to make you the most happy. We got to make sure that we have strategies in place that make sense during those early or middle retirement years so you can have the income and the protection that you need to live the life you want. Now I get it, we're getting a little bit older. Body's kind of slowing down a little bit for some of us. So we gotta make sure that we're living life to the fullest and with as much freedom as possible. So staying with the trend. So part one of this series was on November 2nd. It was five keys to grow your wealth. So you set the foundation. You're really working on growing your wealth as much as you can. I hate to be the one to say it. Why am I the one to say it? There's a lot of people that can retire with just a few dollars in an investment account or bank account and have some income coming in and they have a very simple and basic lifestyle. There are people that can do that. But there are people that don't want to do that. And you have to accumulate assets. So part one was about growing the assets. Part two was kind of ages 55 to 65. It's the decisions that help you unlock the wealth. And I literally mean unlock it because where your assets are invested or how they're invested in what type of account, an IRA or 401k, a taxable brokerage account, a Roth IRA, they all have little rules and nuances to them. So part two was about unlocking your wealth. Now this part is helping to make sure you can sustain that wealth. Because now you're in a comfortable place or you're just starting to distribute it and you're settling into retirement. So one thing that you really need to pay attention of is expenses. In retirement, you don't get as flexible of expenses unless you have a lot of money on the side invested. 
That's the key component that a lot of people don't want to talk about because it's mean or it hurts people's feelings. It hurts people's feelings, but it's just a giant math problem. If you need in one year eighty thousand dollars from your investments, but then another year you need one hundred and twenty thousand dollars of investments, and your portfolio didn't have the return that supported that, we got a little bit of a problem. So really monitoring and managing your expenses is extremely important, and we just do that by a little bit of planning. We start to plan about big expenses, big things that are coming up, big times that we're going to spend a lot of money. So we need to be careful about how we mitigate our expenses. Next is healthcare, but specifically Medicare. Everyone knows with me, I talk a lot about health and wellness and fitness. I'm not perfect, but I make an active personal effort to really focus on exercising and eating right, except for those like five cookies I ate over the past like two days, but that's neither here nor there. Medicare is gonna be your main source of health insurance, but it doesn't cover everything when you need it to. There's a lot of stuff that aren't gonna be covered that can be mitigated by really taking care of your health. So it's gonna be your primary payer when you turn age 65, unless you're still working and covered by an employer You must follow strict deadlines in order for Medicare and your supplemental insurance to take effect. Then once you're finally enrolled, your work doesn't stop there. You need to continue to review your coverage, how it affects your life, what's there. Open enrollment is usually from October to like December of each year. So during this time, you need to check other plans, Medigap plans. And remember, in the early years, Not only are we investing for the fun stuff that I mentioned before, but we're investing and building a portfolio for additional medical expenses, including things like hearing aids and dental. And in the very end of life, which we haven't really got there yet in this series, but the very end, long-term care if you need it. So Medicare is a big one. The next element, and this is something that's really going to help you sustain yourself in retirement, is making a good social security decision. You essentially only have one shot at this. You have one shot on making a social security decision. Let's just say you took social security a little bit earlier at a time you didn't want to, you wanted to wait. You, in theory, could change your mind, I think, within 12 months, but you got to give the money back. So that counts to me is that is not really like getting a a redo. I mean, I guess it is a redo, but it's not a way that we get to remedy the situation. That doesn't happen very often. We need to make sure that we're making a good decision about social security. And the best way to do that is by planning. So when you've reached age 67, and this is kind of the window that we're in 65 to 72, we've reached age 67. That's most likely your full retirement age. If you were born after age, I think 19 or born after the year 1960, Now it's time to consider consider taking Social Security because at age 67, you can take your full retirement benefit and not have it reduced by earning any extra money. So if you need to make a little bit of extra money, uh, there are some limits that you need to review, but we can take our Social Security benefit without getting any reductions by other earnings or failing the earnings test. In addition, It's the unreduced benefit. If you start taking your benefit earlier before age 67, the benefit actually becomes reduced and it locks in at that price. You'll get cost of living adjustments, but you're getting less than the full benefit that you've earned. So it's really important that you want to make sure to make a good social security decision. In fact, 
at age 67, your full retirement benefit, if you delay it for three years to age 70, you actually get 8% a year increase on that. So your maximum benefit is age 70. It's really important to make high quality social security decisions. You've been contributing your whole life. We got to try to maximize that. Lastly, the thing that we're going to talk about to help really protect you in retirement is tax diversification. We can start to evaluate different years because there are going to be years where you're going to have more or less tax in retirement. Sometimes there are clients where every year is very consistent. They're very regimented and disciplined. They only use a certain amount. They only need a certain amount. They don't have big expenses. But in a tax year where income can be high, maybe we want to change the withdrawal structure for where you pull money out. Maybe come from Roth IRAs as opposed to traditional IRAs. But maybe in years where income is low, maybe we start taking withdrawals from traditional IRAs as opposed to Roth IRAs. So asset location is really important in retirement in figuring out where to pull money from in different tax years. We talked a lot about asset location in part two, the previous episode to this one. So go ahead and check that out if you want to. Aggressively withdrawing from traditional IRA accounts in low tax years means that there's going to be fewer assets to grow tax-deferred and be taxed later. And like I mentioned at the very beginning of this episode, we'll be exposed to required minimum distributions. Now, required minimum distributions start at age 72 right now, and the IRS is saying at that age, you must take money out of a tax-deferred account like a traditional IRA or a 401k or a 403B, and pay the taxes on a portion of that distribution based on your age and marital status. They have three tables that you got to make the calculation off of. But RMDs are coming, and that means we have to pay taxes in those years unless you do some sort of charitable gifting, which we'll talk about in a second. But obviously, we need to consider the multiple sources of income that we talked about. Social Security, distributions from Roth IRAs, distributions from traditional IRAs, and mitigating the tax treatment, and even distributions from taxable brokerage accounts when you're going to have capital gains, long-term gains, short-term gains, dividends, interest, bonds, those types of things. So it's really important to have a good handle on your tax situation as well. One way that your tax situation could be helped if it fits your situation where Usually you need to go through a little bit of a, a test to see if it applies to you. Is one, are you charitably inclined? You really need to answer, are you charitably inclined? And this will make sense in a second. Are you charitably inclined? Two, do you need the money? So you need to decide if you need to personally use the dollars out of an IRA. And then three, do you really care about your taxes? Those are kind of the three questions that lead in whether or not you need to do a qualified charitable distribution. Now, a qualified charitable distribution means, in and this actually starts at age 70 and a half, so you can do a qualified charitable distribution at age 70 and a half, where you can start pulling money out of your IRA up to $100,000 a year, and when you normally pull your money out of a tax-deferred IRA, all that is taxable. So you pulled out $100,000 out of your IRA, that goes on your income is you essentially making $100,000. You got to pay full tax rates on that money. You could actually send that $100,000 directly to a 501c3 charity. That's the IRS rules, a 501c3 charity. And you can actually not put that $100,000 on your tax return. 
although it's a distribution from your IRA, since you give it to charity, you don't have to pay taxes on that money. So qualified charitable distributions are a really valuable tool. So when you get to age 72 and you have required minimum distributions, let's say in a year you have a certain size IRA and you have to take a required minimum distribution out of it based on the prior year's balance. So December 31st balance, you divide that by a divisor, I think it's 27.4 in some cases, and you come out with the required minimum distribution amount. That amount has to come out and be taxable. You can actually give that required minimum distribution amount to a charity and not have to pay taxes on it. So that's why I go through the test is, are you charitably inclined? And two, do you need the money? Because a lot of retirees need the distributions from IRAs to be able to just live, which is fine. But if you don't need the money, you have other sources of income, you can potentially give that money away and avoid paying taxes on the distribution up to $100,000 a year. And that's a really great tool that the IRS provides for us if we're charitably inclined, we don't need the money, and we want to avoid paying some taxes and how we feel about our tax situation. So that's kind of the fifth way that we really want to distribute and protect our assets in that window where we're making Social Security decisions and we're coming into required minimum distribution decisions. You can see here as we go through all of these different episodes from, I started at age 30 to 50, but these are big windows. But as you get from like 50 to 65 to 70 to 72, you can see how there are so many decisions that need to be made and life changes so much and evolves so much. It's a really unique situation that we come into our retirement structure here in this beautiful society of the USA. But we really need to be aware of all these elements of making good decisions. And that's why I'm such a proponent of planning. Because we know these dates. I know all these dates. We know these dates. 72 RMD. I know when Social Security is. I know when Medicare plays in. We have an idea of when you may or may not retire based on your age and particular situation. So we can start factoring these in and making high quality decisions to provide the future that you want. That's why I say envision the future. Tell me what you want so we can make decisions to get there. So I can kind of prod you along. Hey, we're going to make this decision because it's going to promote your goals a little bit more. That's why that is the why. Those are the things that are most valuable and how a financial planner can add the most value. If you need some help planning, please reach out to me. My information is going to be in the show notes down below. You can reach out to me directly or you can find me at propathfinancial.com. Stay tuned. Next week, we're going to do the last episode of the series, episode four. It's going to be so much fun. At least I hope so. I know some of this stuff can be kind of bland, but it's really important. So a little personal, we're moving to Boise, Idaho. So if this episode comes out a week later, so it's Thanksgiving week this week, the next week I'm making a move. I'll be in my new location in Boise, Idaho. It might come out the week after, but... Uh, I appreciate everyone listening. Please make sure to like and subscribe and share with all your friends. Happy Thanksgiving. The holidays are upon us. I appreciate all of you. We'll chat soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Take a look at the show notes for links to all the topics that were discussed 
And stay tuned for the next episode as they're going to be dropping weekly. Make sure to subscribe and go to www.propathfinancial.com to learn more. The information provided in these podcasts is only to be considered helpful hints and education. Nothing said in any of these podcasts is to be misconstrued as specific tax, legal, or investment advice. Consult with your tax, legal, or investment professional before acting on anything discussed on these shows.